speak uh, um, just because, yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. So I feel like every time we start, it's just, it just it just kind of like radiates just inefficiency. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Unprofessionalism. Uh, but I guess that's part of the... Well, one could just call it unrefined, organic, uh, character, yeah, yeah, yeah. authentic. 100%. 100%. Well, that's usually what inefficient and unprofessional people like to rebrand themselves as, as an excuse. <laughs> All right, let me... Do you know what... This is another thing that just fucking bothers me. Aside from all the other reasons Skype is shit, just you've got the recording button over the the fucking speaker, so I can't... Hello. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. It's all it, done. It is recording. So, oh, it is recording. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just I wanted to take um speaker off, and you know you've got the this top right hand side when it's recording, you've got a recording tab, which is an overlay over the overlay over. It's an overlay, so it's kind of um yeah, you've got to wait for it kind of just to disappear and then attempt to click it. But yeah, what's the topic of conversation for? Podcast six, um, truth six. Is it truths? Wait, is that's not what our series is called? What's our series called? JJ talks. <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> Keeping the radiation of unprofessionalism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. And that was genuine as well. I wasn't even. Uh, I wasn't even um, attempting to uh, to exaggerate. It's just it is all organic audience. Yeah. So we, what were we talking about? We we had a little brief. Uh, well, well, uh, pedos um pedos matthew perry not that matthew perry's a pedo i mean he yeah. might have been but i don't think so or maybe um and then what yeah. was the other topic um pedos matthew perry and oh that video you just sent me on instagram was uh, uh intended to spark a conversation within the podcast because did you see the guy's the, cocaine the, nose the... <laughs> sorry which guy the, the guy with the, uh, he'd pay you a hundred dollars if his little trick to, to his morning ritual doesn't change. Oh, alive. yes. Yes. But his left yes. nostril, he snorted about probably a fucking kilo a week of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it how like they get these guys that have like, not always men to be fair, but it's just people that are clearly just fucking mental and they lead like the most extreme lives and then they have like a fucking, um, what's it called? Like a kind of eureka moment where they're like, I found my, I found my way to live like efficiently or gally, whatever you want to call it. But then you look at them and you think, I think you've just had a breakdown. <laughs> you've reached the end. And it's always like something like, yeah, I found a magic crystal on the beach in Taiwan and it just changed my life. And now I live in a room of pink crystals. It's always something that's just stupid. It's never like, oh, you know, I have a I have a small coffee in the morning and I get in my 1992 Subaru Impreza and I go to a place near my town that just makes me feel good. You know, I sit there with my sandwich that I bought from Sainsbury's for Tiva. It's nothing like that regular people can just associate themselves with. It's always something just wanky, isn't it? Just like, yeah, I told, I told myself, I, you know, I love me like 150 times in the mirror and then I bang out 500 press-ups and I just feel great. It's just, it's always something fucking annoying. 
but then like the guy as well he doesn't look like a particularly healthy chap that's why like, i gravitated towards the cocaine nostril that's the real like insight as to why he's on a fucking joe rogan podcast aside from the fact that he's just banged a nine-year-old in a basement because i feel like that is exactly how you get on joe rogan's podcast um it's <laughs> so yeah i guess we can go we've just covered all bases there we've covered the instagram video fucking pedos um i don't know if matthew perry was ever on joe rogan i hope not because i actually quite liked matthew perry um i thought it was quite funny best best character and friends for me i mean he was part of you know, shows of all time. But, however, you know, a lot of these people, you know, are tools and they're not necessarily all um, complicit or aware of, like, the grand nature of um, the scheme that they're involved in. They just know maybe that they've got privileges or they know that they can kind of maybe get away with certain things and not understand fully why. Um, However, I just don't understand how somebody uh, can drown in a jacuzzi, a jacuzzi that you've been in. And then it, it's suicide ruled out. In a jacuzzi. It's a scene. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. But that's a part of the mockery, isn't it? Like, the guy was murdered. And I feel, I feel like we can relate this to um, nine-year-olds getting banged in basements because... We know that Hollywood, you've, you're complicit to some extent. I, again, like people have different degrees of that kind of, um, of, of you know, being a part of the system. But I th- there was a really funny quote in a in a, um, an obituary this morning about Matthew Perry, and it was it was about how apparently when he was on Friends, he was an alcoholic, he was drinking a lot, and Jennifer Aniston, who is a known fucking pedophile, child molester, adrenochrome drinker constantly mocking child abuse through her Instagram and through various live chat shows. She's mentioned pizza during the Pizzagate, a prize of Pizzagate so many times mm-hmm. to um, mock the public because she's consuming fucking young boys' blood. And she said to Matthew Perry, she said, we, we all know, Matthew, we can smell it on your breath. And I wish Matthew had turned around. Perhaps he did, which is why he ended up drowning in the jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. Um I wish Matthew turned around and said, well, Jennifer, yeah, I do have a couple of scotches for breakfast, but at least I don't fucking slice a nine-year-old's throat and consume their blood. I wish he had said that because, you know, I'd have more respect because for sure he was a part of the system and that's probably why he was done. But um, I can't obviously fully respect the guy because he probably went to a fair few parties where, you know, there's fucking nine to 15-year-olds in knickers. So, you know, it is what it is. Quite um, high, especially in like yeah. the early nineties, late eighties. Oh, especially like, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the fucking wild wish that you could do anything then. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, cocaine was just like it was late seventies, early eighties. It was basically just a given with your drink. You fucking pay it off on the tab in a bar. Um, <laughs> adrenochrome was probably not too far off. So, absolutely. yeah. In so I mean, uh, yeah. The whole nonsense was going on nonsense was like socially acceptable like once upon a time like like completely like even as recent as the late 90s you know 30 year old man 25 year old man drives to school 15 or 16 year old jumps in the car i like you know it's true actually yeah, yeah that is true um so yeah like you know like this is and you know <laughs> 
in like yeah the 70s and 80s in uh yeah just like you know i mean i'm from england so you know i can just tell you that it's just like everybody had like a nonce in their family like literally it was like yeah don't they run that uncle's house or this uncle touched this but like this i mean is... technically my granddad's this is a really bad thing to say about your own granddad. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very careful with my words here, but my granddad was 40 years old and my grandmother was 18. Now, I mean, do you know that? I mean, okay. we're talking about that the, is the 50s, though, the 1950s. That is literally the cusp. That is literally the cusp. Because you've yeah. got to think to yourself. It's generation, like, there's a context to it. So, let's just say your granddad, what, about <laughs> 90 now? 90? Oh, no, 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 he was way old. So, no, no, he passed away in the in the 90s, nearly 90 right. in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, that means that at the point that he met her, that would have been, like, the 50s. Right. Yeah, yeah, 1950s, 1950s. 50s, he was 40, yeah. she was 18, but this is when they married. And it's still legal because the legal age is 16 anyway. Yeah. And I think it was 15 for marriage. I think it still is 15 for marriage, isn't it? Or it's just changed recently, which really? doesn't make any fucking sense if the age of consent is 16 what? and marriage is 15. Yeah, Scotland, I'm 100%, literally 100% that you can get married or you could until very recently in Scotland at 15 years old. But That's the UK true. age of consent is 16. Um, but it's a bit like the army, isn't it? It's a bit like the army and the same thing. I think in the US, you can you can sign up to the military at 15, but you can't drive a car until later. I don't know if it's 16 or 18. Yeah. But you can definitely own fire, a firearm and be in the military enrolled before you can legally um, yeah, drive or buy alcohol or cigarettes in a shop. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's obviously fucking mental. Uh, but yeah, no, I totally, the whole pedo thing, like for sure, you know, there is a kind of culture to it. But then again, the, 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 it gets into difficult ground, doesn't it? Because just because something's a culture doesn't mean it's acceptable. Like, no. pedophilia is a culture. No, it's definitely yeah, that's the thing, yeah. But it's something that's always, I mean, we can go back to the official narrative that goes back to, you know, like um, ancient Rome and they used to have like orgies and like what is like great you know, Greek philosophers, very similar to what's happening in Afghanistan today. Yeah, that's true. People yeah. that claim to be heterosexual, but they have these little boyfriends that they break in. Like they've all got like little boy mistresses on the side. And like, and this is the things that people, and, this, and these are like, things that people in high society generally do um i think it does obviously trickle down but there's like something synonymous with um people in power and having like submissive sex sexual submissive people around them um I, i actually think this is a perfect directive for the conversation because i think sexual potency let's say unbalanced sexual potency is the origin of gaining a position of absolute authority within society. Because we've spoken about before how you need something that can be utilized by those that truly govern above all else. 
as a mechanism by which to guarantee as an insurance policy that you're not going to betray the system and also that you're driven enough to do and undertake whatever it is that they tell them to, which more than often is going to be something sadistic and evil. Um, and I think there's nothing else as potent as sexuality that can be applied to uh, high-end politics and power play. You know, you can get serial killers, you can get murderers, um, irrespective of, of any kind of like uh, involvement of sexual prowess. But I feel like murderers, uh, you know, do weird sexual stuff. It's like the, it's the next level. So I think that's why pedophilia is so prominent within the higher echelons because they use it to blackmail. They use it as a mechanism by which, you know, they can, it's like, it's like giving a dog its favourite bone. Well, when you've got a 45-year-old man that wants to bang a five-year-old boy, that's his favourite bone. It's difficult to get, but the cabal will get it for you if you're willing to do this, this and this. And then, of course, when you just employ pedophiles, not only are they all, you know, affixed, they're all similar um, in, in that degree, degree literally speaking, pun uh, intended. Um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I think they, they work together more cohesively. Um, just like any drug addicts would, if you fucking throw some fentanyl out in the air, they were going to scurry over to it and, and try their best to pluck it up. Um, yeah, I think it really is the core and the crux of um, of securing a, a kind of overwatch. Um, it's funny that you say overwatch because um, we also spoke about um, something like this recently, that when you... A lot of these people who are pedophiles and who are sexual deviants look like pedophiles and sexual they deviants do. a lot of the time. Um, and when you said like Overwatch, there was somebody who's like an auditor where I work. I can't give too much details, but he's um, an auditor and he kind of has like quite a high position in like. Came over and you know, it was the second time seeing this guy, but the first time finding out what it was that he did. And, um, yeah, he, I don't know, he just has that, that vibe about him that, you know, I just looked at him, I just thought, you seem a bit, a bit dark and noncy, basically. Um, and coincidentally, like somebody who looks so, uninspiring to have be given such a position possibly means that he's yeah maybe he's a part of a lodge somewhere um and you know i've known masons in the past um i used to work with one he was a former nurse and school teacher um, oh dear that's the ultimate dodgy combo you know like <laughs> And yeah, and then and then he works for the career service um, after that. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's just you know very interesting. And um, yeah, uh, you know he was somebody whose um, hands used to wander in the office as well, like some of the ladies really comments. Yeah, so it's just. Yeah, no, and yeah, and if you look although usually they don't go together, I find so he could just be a pervert, but I find pedophiles usually aren't interested in uh, anyone over the age of five. <laughs> yeah, it's just generally because I feel like they have to go to that age because they're incapable of interacting with you know men or women of their age bracket. That's why they have to go so low, like they don't have the ability to. I don't know what it is, whether it's confidence, whether it's just like a kind of an actual genetic, um, uh, I guess, potency, thrill for 
Bowies that are younger, but it usually doesn't go hand in hand. You don't get pedos like banging, I don't know, four year old men or four year old women and then banging like 10 year old kids. It's like one or the other. Yeah. Um, generally, however, occasionally um, you do get, you know, people like that. Um, oh, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there are some famous examples, and, you know, there's definitely, you know, oh, a great example. Like literally, the amount of fathers that literally yeah, like do the deep daughters like. Um, okay, um, you know, a great example would be like I don't know Woody Allen, for example. You oh, know, yeah, he um, he had uh, you know adult women in his life. Um, yeah, but and he then, looked like a, a fucking pedo. creepo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Pedo. He looked like a pedo. Yeah. And the girlfriends uh, or the wives might have just been there as a cover. Oh. As a kind of technicality to the, oh, exactly. you know, the position exactly. of, of being a Hollywood star. Yeah, and, and they often are. And, like, you do hear about, you know, stories as well with even, you know, just your everyday civilian and, you know, like this guy who's, you know, got a wife and kids and people thought he was a bit, you know, yeah, kind of normal, quiet, etc. And, you know, he was, you know, looking at kiddie porn and whatever on his, you know, so... I mean, these people definitely, um, you know, do exist. But, yeah, generally speaking, it's like... There sometimes you can just see it on people, essentially. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. Um, I actually had the same thing recently when I thought of um, this being kind of like, you know, we could have a good conversation about this topic because it's exactly what you've just said. Literally, exactly. There was a guy in the hostel, and he was one of those like weird old men, but not that you know one goes hand in hand with the other, but he just looked weird, odd, odd guy. He's got a great story as well. Um, which ties into what we're talking about. But this guy was really weird, and I, I just didn't, I, I don't think anyone did gravitate towards him. But eventually he just happened to be eating breakfast in the same restaurant as I was. So kind of, we we made conversation, and, you know, just kind of like the basics. And he was telling me how he used to be a limousine driver for a famous team that was in the NBA. And he would drive the players to parties and then back to the stadiums uh, and... Uh, and I asked him the question, because obviously, you know, it's a given. It doesn't really require an answer. I just wanted to see his reaction. But it was like, well, you know, you're driving NBA players to private parties. You must have seen a hell of a lot in those limousines. And he said, yeah, things are so illegal, but I'm unable to unable to divulge, basically, you know, that. And the entire time we're talking, there are all these young girls, like young, young, we're talking children, in this breakfast hall. And he can't keep his eyes to him fucking self. Every time a nine-year-old girl walks by or an 11-year-old, his eyes are straight on it. And it's not just me that's noticing it. I'm feeling fucking awkward because I'm having a conversation with this guy. And I don't want other people in this cafe because he's being so fucking blatant about it, thinking that I'm a mate of his. And it's just one of those things I literally can't. I'm sure he's, you know, smart enough to realize that it doesn't look good for him to be doing that. But this is the thing, they literally can't keep their fucking hands to themselves. Like they're absolute disgusting individuals. I mean, you know, and, and that's exactly why you find many of them roaming around in South America or just anywhere in the world, anywhere, you know, outside of the West where there are generally greater chances of repercussions for your actions. You find them 
yeah, weird old men who just are weird. They've got that weird vibe wandering around looking for either young wives. And it's not just old men, actually. I, you know, I'll take that back. There was a guy recently in, um, this was in Ecuador, in, in uh, where was it called? Is it Cuevas? No, not Cuevas. Uh, someplace, I can't fucking remember it. South Ecuador, nice hostel. There was a Belgian guy in there. And um, he looked really young for his age. He was actually older than me. He was, he was you know, on his way to becoming an, an older man, which was bloody amazing genetically. But, you know, you know when you meet someone and you're having a decent conversation, they're a bit weird straight off the bat. They're always a bit weird. But, you know, you make exceptions of some people who are just eccentric. And, you know, sometimes weird people can be quite fun and have good stories. But yeah. all of a sudden, like, some of them just say something that's just so fucking rude in the middle of public like they start i don't know like talking about a lady or whatever thankfully for this guy he, i don't think he was a pedo he definitely was interested in younger ladies but at least like early 20s he's like late 30s and um but he'd just say something like in a public place that you just would never say not just because you're an educated individual or like a, you know you've got managers it's just not even an uneducated ill-mannered individual would rise to that point like he said something just so disgusting like oh like really loud in public like oh, i would just you know do this this and this so i was just thinking fucking hell like is it like that he doesn't have a filter or again is there like that weird sexual potency that's just so unbalanced in some of these individuals that again the ones that gravitate towards being pedos like the one i was talking about previously where he can't keep his fucking eyes to himself in a public place when little girls are walking by you know, they are they just unable to control themselves? It's like a complete imbalance of hormones or whatever within their system that it's just which makes them the fucking animals that they are. So yeah, I was just thinking about that. What do you yeah. reckon to that? Like, what's the origin yeah. of it? There is definitely um, a compulsive element to a lot of their behaviour. I'd say. Um, I mean. The lengths that a lot of these people, you know, go to in order to fulfil their fantasies and like, yeah, it's, it's it, I mean, it's, it's almost like you know hard to comprehend, but yeah, it's like you know the fact that, like I said, some of these people have families and their lives get thrown away because of this bizarre desire that they have. Um, it's literally like an illness. I don't think somebody can learn to be that way. It's almost like, like you said, some kind of strange genetic quirk. And you know, people. I think so. Yeah, and people that are like that need to be segregated or taken out of. the equation with normal human beings um, in some way or another. Um, but do you think it's like with, you know, extreme junkies? Obviously, the drive is different, but the origin of that is the inability to just control themselves. Like, I'm not talking about the regular drug addicts. I'm talking about someone that, like, has gone from being something to just bathing in their own shit, literally. Like, to, at, at no point was there the desire of a, of a kind of the, the, the drive, let's say, the force, the confidence, whatever you want to call it, to stop. Like, you know, you see people, there's documentaries on people that started just with a regular job, regular house, and then all of a sudden they became addi- addicted to something, whether it's heroin or fentanyl. And there are all these times where you can stop. And understandably, because it's an addiction, it is difficult, just like smoking or anything else. But surely you think to yourself, you know, 
when you're rolling around in animal shit on the street corner of Skid Row, being able to contrast the life you had previously where you were going back home to a bed and you had a house or a girlfriend or a wife or whatever, why would you not stop? And how long did it take to get to that point where you still had money in the bank, you still had the capacity to bail yourself out before you sold your car and defaulted on your payments and all that kind of stuff? Like, how can you get to the point where you've been wearing the same underwear for like two months and you're rolling in your own <laughs> shit? Do you know what I mean? And comparing that to pedophilia and that these people are willing to just fucking like throw it all away to look at some fucking children on the internet. Like you said, examples of people that have families, but secretly on the side because of this illness, because of this fucking disgusting characteristic that is in their, you know, in their entity, they're willing to just like throw it all away. They can't even, they can't even control that sickening. And I'm sure there are people that do have this as well, that do control themselves and never act on it. But just like that, like you said, that compulsive fucking desire these psychos have, same with serial killers like Ted Bundy, same kind of thing. The guy had a wife and kids, didn't he? Did he have kids? He definitely he had a wife and kids, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. Mistress, and yeah. he did he used to brutalize her. And I think and he's one of these strange because I believe a couple of his victims were underage, like early teens, like maybe like 13 or 14 or something like that. Um and you know, in the seventies and and sixties, men having relationships with like, I mean, it was just kind of just way more socially acceptable. It was like almost like the Wild West. And I'm glad that we've progressed from, yeah, from that because it's just yes, yeah, it's, it's just 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 wholly bizarre. Um, like I said, you know, in like the eighties and nineties, was just very common and. This, these things still go on. Um, but it was just like, everyone just knew, oh, yeah, that's like you know, the fucking neighbourhood nonce. He lives over there, everyone, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gary. Yeah, 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 Gary Lineker. Lineker. He used to be a professional footballer. And now he just hangs around Diane. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know, like, don't walk Fucking hate Gary Lineker. And, yeah, it's just like this, yeah, just, just really... Just, just bizarre perversion and uh, the source of it and like you know what happens is like just like this weird quirk like people who believe that they're another gender another gender weird quirk you know it's like all of these you know whatever people that are asexual people that are hermaphrodites whatever it may be just like people are always yeah example great example um, and maybe even uh, Michelle Obama as well. <laughs> oh, um, for sure. No, yeah, I believe it. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They're all um, they're all involved. Amy Winehouse was definitely a bloke as well, or maybe a bloke. We had this debate before, didn't we? But I think probably, um, <laughs> just given that you know uh, the capacity that they have to to change someone's aesthetic. Again, it's it's very comparable to defence contractors and the uh, technology that they. They, they have available to them, you know, decades and decades in advance of what we're capable of receiving on the public end of things. It's the same with surgery. I mean, if you look at like, um, you know, uh, what's, what are they called? Um, I guess transgender sex change shops in Thailand and places like that now. I mean, there are some good looking individuals in Thailand that you would never know 
good-looking now self-proclaimed ladies that used to be blokes and like the technology is so advanced and these are people with less resources at their disposal you know these are people that are like i don't know saving up for a couple of years getting like 50 grand in the bank and then like going you know, have full hog and having the whole you know so-called transformation but think of what like governments are capable of and of course we know what they're capable of with respect to like inciting wars you know applying their occultist agendas and and you know uh, creating systems of technology that again we can't comprehend but what we know about so if it came down to something like a, you know, a kind of surgical transformations that people like El Chapo went through and the, what the other guy's name I forget the Colombian cartel leader um, back in the 80s and, and 90s when they were completely unidentifiable imagine what the cabal can apply so the idea of like people like Amy Winehouse being blokes Michelle Obama being blokes um, it's really not that far-fetched it's just people are so behind when it comes to understanding how behind we are as a culture mm-hmm. uh, one being a derivative of that the fact that they're not researching is the fact why we, we, we're not cohesively in, in a group um, being able to compete with with the kind of minority agenda at hand you know the, the play of the of, of the, the kind of uh, the, the game developers as it were it's uh it's not incomprehensible is it no, not at all i mean they say that the, the military-industrial complex, for lack of a better term, the cabal are about 200 years um, ahead of oh, yeah, what they drip feed us in regards of technology. So, um, yeah, absolutely, the iPhone 30's already been developed. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no, 100%, yeah. And actually, it's like self, um, it's self-fulfilling, you know, their prophecy, for lack of a better term, because the, the dumber we become, the larger the gap. So, the gap widens more rapidly as every year passes. It's a bit like the disparity between those that have and those don't have and how the cost of living has perpetually increased. Uh, and that, that, that gap between the, the minimum wage and what it actually costs has just you know, exponentially uh, divided society. And that is just like you say, if the military industrial complex is at roughly 200 years, you know, as a kind of like, uh, out there guesstimate or you know whether it's a guess or a, you know a kind of objective uh, take on, on what they have or what we've known them to have in recent times it's totally believable and totally understandable very plausible but then it's going to be 300 years you know in the next 10 years and, and 400 years in the next seven years or the next uh, or 12 years and you know it gets that, that that gap widens in a shorter period of time because we just become so defunct and deficient as a society because we're lacking the very technology we need to advance to their level. Exactly that. And like I said, and because they're drip feeding us, right? <laughs> like, and they're still yeah. advancing constantly while they drip feed us and what they're drip feeding us could be. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what we're up against. Um, and that's why um, I don't think uh, it can be fought with them in a physical sense. It's probably more of a psychological sense. Um and maybe in a legal sense, but in a physical sense, um, yeah, there's not much you can do. There still exists um, a legal framework whereby, in theory, humans have power, but most people are too uh, brainwashed and propagandized to even do that. And then even if people do do that, obviously they have the... Um, option to uh, 
turned their technology to subdue people that way and it's literally endless blue beam technology yeah, it is absolutely they can literally implant thoughts and make you behave how they want you to behave if they which is behave. what we might be doing to be fair i mean there's no reason why that hasn't already been fully implemented because that goes into that that long-winded uh, philosophical wormhole, which is, are we not just a computer program? And is this not a matrix? If you can implant thoughts, which they can do, then the very thought of our existence being a biological organic derivative of, you know, uh, birth and all this kind of stuff, then that's just an implanted thought within a kind of AI framework, really. A simulation is the term I was looking for. Yeah, it's it's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible. I think what we would need to find to verify that would be is Matthew Perry's cause of death. <laughs> yeah, yeah but which definitely was not drowned. Like it was drowned. It was because someone can hold his head underwater. <laughs> how does? Well, we're, yeah. Well, that's part of the joke, isn't it? That's probably why they publicised it in that way. Matthew Perry drowns, not considered suicide, not considered suspicious. Well, what does that leave? Like, you know, it's exactly as he said it was. Someone fucking held his head under the water. I mean, like, was he alone? Because I'm just trying to think, like, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have a jacuzzi by myself on a Saturday night. Like, What? They're just going to come out and say, which is, of course, possible. We can't deny it. But they just come out and say, well, he OD'd on opioids because I think he was, he was obviously struggling on and off with uh, opioid addiction, addiction of other um, kind of drug forms. And they're just, just going to come out and say, oh, yeah, we found in his system in the autopsy like a fuck ton of drugs. And he obviously just slipped into like in a coma and fell underwater, which just doesn't happen because especially like a professional junkie, like I don't want to get called him junkie, but professional drug user like Matthew Perry, guy's not going to take a ton of whatever and just fucking sit in a jacuzzi on a Saturday night himself, is he? You're absolutely right. He's at least going to have two, two women there with him. The guy's a Hollywood star. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, it's absurd. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in this. Uh, October the 28th. Born, You're looking at the numbers, the numerology. Yeah, he's born, he's born on 53 days. Born on August the 19th, 1969. Goes oh, magic, magic numbers there. I mean, he died at 54, 549, three times three. Um, I thought the, 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 um, his the origin of his uh, acting career was interesting because I always find there's like a pedo, um, there's like a pedo fucking central forefront to the the kind of uh, the early years of these these characters. And he started as a junior tennis player who was actually ranked, so he was good. But that's yeah. just the type of place you just get collected by the cabal, isn't it? Like, you're fucking there in your tight shorts, fucking playing tennis, and Amy fucking Winehouse. What's his name? I keep, I keep mixing up Amy Winehouse and Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Amy Weinstein <laughs> or Harvey Winehouse. So, yeah, Harvey fucking Weinstein's probably there jerking off in the fucking um, stands, sees Matthew Perry, fucking molests him, and then they get them in to become their Hollywood fucking... What's the thing called? The, 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 the PSYOP? The psychological operation from the Vietnam conflict, or at least that's what it's commonly uh, aligned to. Where uh, you know the one I mean, it begins with M. 
It begins with an M. Yeah, M. The one where they oh, mentally... MK Ultra. MK Ultra. Yeah, they they've all just been MK Ultra. They've basically just been fucking slotted into their positions, having been abused as children. They're literally bred for abuse, most of them as well. Which is why you take like um, what's her name, Adele, as an example. I always get Adele at the front of my mind because that picture, which I think you might have shared with me a while ago, is uh, it's a series of Hollywood stars dressing their children up as the opposite sex so it's literally just like they've got little boys and they're dressing them up in fucking dresses and stuff like this and they're like six seven years old because they're fucking molesting them they're molding them to be the next matty perry in his tight shorts at fucking you know a junior tennis game waiting for either harvey weinstein or one of his pedo brethren to you know decide if they want the male or the female that evening and then again they they slot them into these positions and that way they can manipulate them for the rest of their years it, i mean that's essentially why pedophiles are employed by those above them it's exactly it's a pyramid scheme it's the exact same system so you have the people in the top you know the warburgs the rothschilds the big families or people like them who employ groups of pedophiles to undertake their evil fucking agendas and then the pedophiles themselves um then take people they abuse and they remold them knowing that they can thereon manipulate them and control their actions because they've got that constantly on them and uh, you know the fact that they you know they, they abuse them so i think it's that that system uh, a lot of the backgrounds of these celebrities are very odd i mean you take um what's his name from Zombieland, bold guy i always forget his name good actor do you know the guy I mean? His dad used to be a fucking professional assassin for the CIA. Like, it's amazing how these people have these parents. My parents weren't professional assassins for the CIA. <laughs> Who are these people? Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they always have a very bizarre um, origin. Oh, a very Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, his dad was a fucking contract killer. Like, it's ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. And then you take uh, the guy from Frasier. What's his name? You've seen Frasier, haven't you? Yep, yep. Frasier's yep. got in his family, like, three of his family members have been murdered. Like, how is that possible? The guy lives in the US. His sister's been murdered. I think his daughter's been murdered. Another member of his family's been murdered, all apparently coincidental. And then take the most famous one of all time, the British rock singer. What's his name? Do you know your name? If not, are you in heaven? What's this guy's fucking name? One of the greatest guitar players of all time. Not Sting. No, uh, no. Uh, one of the, the greatest British guitar player of all time. His son fell out of a fucking hotel window and splatted to the floor. His um, his other child died. Then he married a woman who lost three children, also a Hollywood star. They've lost five children between them. Are we? Do people believe this bullshit? Like literally, all their kids are murdered as part of the fucking satanic ritual. Just like Heath Ledger was murdered because he refused to allow his daughter to be prostituted to a Masonic so? fucking party that's that's the rumor on the dark web and i completely believe it heath ledger's daughter was good looking and one of the masonic fucking wizards wanted to basically bang her and he was like no but he had to say yes because that's what he agreed to when he joined the cabal because it's they promise you that fucking satanic they promise you fame right. and fortune 
but you sign your soul and they can choose to cash that in at any point and they chose to cash it in for his daughter and he said no so they killed him and that's what happened with this guy what's his name british um, eric, eric, rock, clapton? Rock star. eric clapton eric clapton yeah eric clapton if you look at his own children and the children of his ex-partners They've had five child deaths between them, which is fucking insane. And the reason is because Eric Clapton has obviously failed to abide by the conditions of his bought fame. And that's what they do. And it's not even a conspiracy. It literally says this stuff in Albert Pike's Freemasonic fucking rules, which they all abide by. He's the most respected member of Freemasonry of all time. And the, the punishment for betraying your brethren is death period and then he lists in the book the different ways to kill people another example is blackfriars bridge in london is called blackfriars because it's the bridge of the freemasons and freemasons would dress up in costumes similar to how uh, members of the spanish inquisition would dress so they nicknamed the bridge blackfriars and on blackfriars so many fucking high-end suicides have happened it's fucking insane in operation gladio people involved in you know the systematic destruction of uh, european political autonomy post second world war loads of individuals ended up getting fucking suicided off blackfriars bridge and it was obviously specifically done on that bridge because it's blackfriars bridge named as a masonic form of uh, ritual sacrifice it's mad. They're all fucking mad. Like, no one loses five kids um, as a fucking Hollywood celebrity. Most people don't lose five kids, period, unless they will get sent into the fucking front line in First World War. And um, and going back to Frasier, how it started, Frasier, this guy's name slips my mind, the guy that started the TV show, Frasier, um, has lost three members of his family to random murderers and serial killers. Again, it's just not possible. That doesn't happen in the real world unless there's like intentional systematic foul play. Yeah, and even the dates of Eric Clapton's son, who, you know, died after quote unquote falling from the fifty third floor window. It's I mean, insane. Yeah. Third floor, right, okay. Um, he was born on a cusp the 21st of August 1986 and he died on a cusp the 20th of March 1991 so you know you had all the factors that you've just spoken of and if you're aware of the numerology um, on top of that that's like a cherry on top you know if you have any doubts as to it being a systematic um, planned event uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, really stranger than fiction um, a lot of the time. and uh, Which is the name of a movie. That's very good for our audience members of, of three or four of you. Do watch that movie. <laughs> Little sideline there. Where are we? Um, Where are we on the pits? 40 minutes in. Oh, Four. Should, yeah, should we? We should... Um, we should start, uh, yeah, consolidating to I think like thirty minutes ish. I think that's what people um, prefer. I don't know. I don't mind, but people might yeah, get bored I mean, of our pedophile I mean, I antics. Listen, I mean, I mean, I can listen to you know a podcast last night. You know, two hours, three hours. Um, but I suppose it's just a matter of the time difference and the fact that I actually have to. Oh, you have to sleep. You have to. You have to work. You have yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah. 
Damn, man. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I guess we'll wrap it up there for our um, the individuals listening who work as, what, what were the three things that that pedo, potential pedo, worked as a career analyst? What were the other two? A nurse and a school teacher. Do you know what that is, the ultimate pedo? Um, it's like the triple win, isn't it? Like all pedos yeah. usually start as PE teachers and then they, they, they advance to career analysts within the secondary school. And then, uh, and then when they get fired from that, they work for the NHS. <laughs> I mean, all of them give you access to kids, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah, we can wrap it up there. And um, yeah, any any final thoughts? Any, um, yeah. So... Any cherries, Dad, onto the onto the cake? Any icing? Yeah. I mean, final thoughts are um, is that you know, hopefully, you know, we've let people know. Um, a lot of things that are presented um, aren't necessarily as they are. Um, that if something looks and smells and acts like a nonce, it probably is a nonce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, um, and you know, these people, um, if you kind of analyze them and see patterns, their behavior seems to be compulsive. Um, and therefore, to an extent, it's almost like a incurable, you know, state of mind. And then I suppose you know, society needs to look at a way of um, addressing these individuals and eradicating them. And when I say eradicating them, um, <laughs> yeah, that can sound like a, you know, somewhat of a harsh term. But you know, the behaviour needs to be eradicated. And I say that, and maybe it never will be. However. Through natural selection, I suppose if these people are taken out of the gene pool, then they're you know, just like dogs. Certain traits can be humanity. So, yeah, that might be um, some. I think it's the opposite, though. I think it's the opposite. But, um, I, mean, they're really, they're but I think that's a good agenda thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, but as a transition for the next podcast, a thing that has bothered me for a while is how so many seemingly or apparently unrelated individuals within Hollywood or the higher echelons of society look so fucking identical to each other. And again, it's because they all go to these fucking eyes wide shut parties, uh, a reference to the Nicole Tom Cruise movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and literally everything's just there on a plate and they're all part of the same uh, social strata and they all end up just fucking banging each other. And it doesn't matter who the parents are the kids will naturally end up in positions of authority, um, unwarranted, of course, through their own you know, abilities, but they're placed there as a consequence of their biological links. And it's like people like, if you look at Boris Johnson, the guy looks exactly like Jacob Rothschild to the point where he has characteristics that are so specific. He has a slanted eye, slanted left or right eye. Uh, I believe it's left, but we can cross-check that. And if you take a close-up of him, just the facial structure. The guy is linked to the Rothschilds. And of course he is. The guy's family is, you know, aristocratic in origin, related to Turkish merchants who are of um, of Jewish origin as well. And it would be no surprise because that is the origin of wealth. They keep it within, uh, within blood. And uh, that's the greatest guarantee they have, the ultimate insurance policy. Uh, so, yeah. 100%. Um yeah, every single one of the wealthiest families in the world uh, come from the same bloodline. That's absolutely 
proven fact with receipts. The genealogy shows it. And it's amazing. It's just there for everybody to see if they, if they care to have a look. But, yeah, let's make them care. We'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. And uh, we will try our best to be uh, insightful in the next episode, Podcast 7, which will uh, yeah be posted at some point. But uh, until then... Appreciate it, and uh, thanks very much. Thank Au revoir, you. James. I'll uh, I'll speak to you soon. Hasta luego. Bye.